The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents... The Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always... We're working on your financial freedom. That's right. I use the term we're. That means it's another edition of Tell Al Tuesday, where I bring one of our Lifestyles Unlimited members onto the show, and we dig into their cranium. We, we get into their mind. We start to understand what it is that they did to create success with real estate investing. And, and on today's show, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's packed. It is packed because I not only have one person, I have one couple. And this is what I would consider a power couple. Oh, what's a power couple? Okay, a power couple is, is a couple that joins Lifestyles Unlimited and they get to work. They go through the education. They start investing their hard-earned money. They do things like tapping into 401ks and IRAs and cashing those in to get money out of those things so that they can buy more apartment deals. Now, the family that I have on today has done just that. As a matter of fact, they specifically decided to join Lifestyles Unlimited because they were tired, tired of working for other people. At least in Madeline's case, she was tired of working for other people. Frank, on the other hand, well, he was self-employed and he doesn't mind working with other people because, well, he actually owns the business. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring Madeline and Frank onto the show. We're going to find out how they were able to accumulate 110, you heard me correctly, 110 passive investing deals over the past, I don't know, seven something years. Welcome to the show, Frank and Madeline. How are you guys doing? Hi there. Morning, we're doing fine. Yeah, we're doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, it's you know, it's been a while since I've had you guys on the show and I think the last time I had you on the show, you guys were hovering around maybe 70, 75 deals. So, you've been pretty busy since the last time we've talked. Yes, we have. I think this year we invested in 22 deals. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's that's about 20. No, it's about 18 more than I invested in, but that's okay. We're <laughs> we're not we're not comparing, are we? We're we're actually doing no. what we need to do in order to advance our families forward, correct? Correct. That's right. Yes. That's it's exciting. So let's start at the beginning. Um, I took you guys right to the end. Let's, let's start in the beginning. Let's take you back to 2015 when Frank was listening to Del Wamsley on the radio, and he decided to, you know, check this Lifestyles Unlimited thing out. Frank, what was going through your mind back then? I mean, were you thinking that this was, you know, the, the white albatross, or was this actually something that might change the trajectory of your life? No, I was looking for something that was going to help change where I was going with uh, my investments in, the, uh, in my annuities and in the stock market. Uh, and also in my business, you know, uh, we, I was, I would I was 65 years old and I was thinking it's time to wind this thing down. And I was working, you know, you know, probably 10 hours a day, 
making it happen. And we did really well and no, 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 not disappointed in what, what was taking place. But it was getting to a point where it wasn't going to take me where I really needed to be, which to live the lifestyle that I had and continue until I, I wasn't around anymore. But I wanted to leave something for the kids. So I, like you said, I was listening to Dell and I listened to him for a few months and uh, listened to the other people on the radio. And I came back one, that one night and I said to Matt, you know, I want to, I want to look into this thing and take a hunk of money and start buying single-family houses. So I went, I went to the two-hour night pre-course um, and then came back and asked Matt if she'll spend uh, one weekend with me to look into this. Right, Matt? Yep. And so we went to the two-day, and the rest is history. <laughs> so, Madeline, come on, confess, confess. Now, when Frank came home talking about all this real estate stuff, did, did you have a hint of skepticism in your mind? Absolutely, yes. So, you know, you go to all these courses on annuities and in stocks and investing, and I just thought this was one more of those uh, courses that we were going to have to take, and it was going to take us nowhere because I had been challenged. Uh, I had been challenging Frank about our stock investments and how they were going nowhere. We were riding the ups and downs. And at the end of the day, I had a bucket of money that we were investing, and I was performing better than our money manager. And so I just said, you know, okay, I'll go because he he said he was not going unless I went. So I went and I sat with my arms crossed for the first few hours of the day. There's no notes in my notebook. You can see for half of the day. And then we got to the second half of the day and the light bulb went off. And then when we made it to the second day, because we left the first day going, we're absolutely going to do this. We're going to buy single family. Then we went to the second day where they talk about multifamily. And that was the clincher. We signed up that day. You know, you just yeah. absolutely described to a T what happened when I took my wife, Tina, to the two-day. She was the same way. Not, not a note taken with sitting there with, you know, that, that <laughs> body language that makes you go, this is going to be painful when I get home tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have been there many times, Al. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it sounds like they, they started in the two-day to discuss topics that captured your attention. What, what kind of things did they discuss that made you go, wow, maybe this isn't the scam I thought it was. Well, you know, we were listening, listening to some people in the audience as well as the, uh, the present, presenter, and I think it was uh, Dell at the time. And what really was something was the uh, refi, that you're, you're an investment, you can refi your money out sometimes as, as much as 50 to 75% of your money out within a couple of years, take that money, reinvest it, but you're still 100% invested in the property you're in. To me, that was a game changer. And then, of course, the, the depreciation against the uh, asset, which which I, I kind of knew about because I was in a commercial building that I had for my my business and another one that I was running to another company. But um, I didn't really know how powerful that was until it was explained in plain language to me and a, another couple hundred people in that, that audience that day. It was phenomenal. So they have been blowing and going, and we're going to get into their mind and find out how they were able to amass so many different investments. But before we do that, Madeline, I, I just have to know what it was like for you as a, a career professional in medical sales, having done well over 30 years and being very successful, what was it like for you to take the plunge into real estate and still still balance that, I would assume, very, very difficult job? I mean, there's a lot of stress with what you used to do, is there not? Well, you know, it was a, it was a wonderful career and a wonderful job. And it's some of the same skills that you use being a medical rep 
translates into real estate. So we're very detail-oriented. We analyze things. We go and meet people, and we don't meet strangers. We're walking into sometimes in doctor's offices, hostile environments. (laughs) So you have to learn how to meet people and make a connection. And so Frank and I um, took all those skills, and in order to be a passive investor, we wanted to meet leads. So we traveled to different markets. We went to um, Georgia and Arizona. We went Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, and met these leads because we knew we had a new job. And our job was to manage our own money and manage our investments. And so we took it very seriously. And we went to different markets and met leads in order to get on their distribution list, in order to see their deals. How many hours a week do you estimate you were working back in the day? Uh, Just an eight-hour day. So 40 hours a week. Because okay, so, doctor's offices only see you during working hours. Oh, that makes sense. So you, you were able to, to maintain a 40-hour-a-week job. So when you started doing this real estate stuff, was that the same as taking on an additional 40-hour-a-week job? To me, I don't think it was because we made time on, uh, you know, the road, uh, the road trips were Fridays. And so I would just take a vacation day, and we would make it our uh, business to go around to different markets and meet people. So it didn't take any time, but it was something that we enjoyed. Yeah, we would so take Frank. off on the weekend and just travel to the different uh, you know, case studies or, or uh, road trips that were going on. And, of course, there was an open house someplace. We, we'd go to it and you know, opening a new office and things like that. So it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. We looked forward to it. You know, Frank, it, it sounds like the person that had her arms crossed during the two-day financial freedom education has, has really blossomed, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Madeline's a superwoman in this thing. This is unbelievable how, how good she is at it and loves it. Tell, tell me a little bit about the transition you saw in her as, as she went from skeptic to all-in. <laughs> I tell you, the, the, moment, the moment it happened, she says, okay, are we going to use a credit card or write a check to join? <laughs> and I said, let's go. So it was, you know, that Sunday afternoon, and we went up to the desk and, uh, and signed up. And uh, from there on, it was just, uh, you know, just get out of her way. She was, she was rolling 100 miles an hour. It was great. Yeah, we, uh, we did everything we needed to do to uh, amass enough income uh, or li- li- liquefy some of the things we had so we can go and get cash and, and get into this thing. And that's what we did. You know, we got rid of my, my annuities. We moved uh, money out of 401Ks and uh, IRAs, and which Madeline did. I think Madeline did self-directed IRA at first, right, then pulled it all out. And I just got rid of my right. annuities and uh, 401K that I had in the office, and we just went to cash and then started buying so your your financial planner is probably ripping their hair out at this point. You're you're cashing everything in. They don't understand why. What what was that conversation like between you and your advisor? Al, that's that's a really good question. I'll tell you, it was it, it got to be kind of funny after a while. He said, Frank, we had just sat down and worked out this whole booklet, like an inch thick of booklet, where what you had and where we're going to go with it. And when you retire at seventy two years old, you'll be, be able to live at this X number. And uh, that's when I I said that X number is not going to work. You know, because we're living on that a bigger number than that right now, and I don't want to reduce my uh, my uh, lifestyle just for that. <clears throat> so you know, I went away from the office, and then I started liquid, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting rid of the annuities and moving some stocks out and going to cash. And he said, um, you know, why are you doing this? I said, well, I'm I'm going to invest in real estate. And he says, man, you don't know what you're doing. I said, no, I do know what I'm doing. Fast forward, like a couple of years later, he. We were talking, having dinner. We were talking about what was going on. He gave. I got a phone call from his, his, uh, from him, from his office, saying his kids are up in college and they want to go into real estate. <laughs> oh my goodness! You made an impression. Right. That, that, that is again, that, funny. 
Go ahead, Madeline. What was, what was the point you were making? Yeah, the point was it, he was calling to see if we would talk to his son because his son wanted to get into real estate. And so we had a good conversation about real estate with his son, and it, we never looked back. Once we invested, we never looked back. Because what it did was we had enough money probably to live until, you know, the end and, and live off of our money. But what this has provided us is the opportunity to have our children realize their dreams. That's the difference in the bucket of money we have, because we're not tapping into the original bucket of money. It just keeps growing. You know, I found very interesting. Frank indicated that the financial planner said that he had you on a game plan to retire you at the age of 72. How old was this guy advising you anyway? I think he was probably in his late 40s, early 50s. Imagine a guy in his late 40s, early 50s telling you and I we have to work until the age of 70. That, that probably didn't sit very well <laughs> with you. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was nuts. Uh, like I said, at 65, uh, we, we pulled the trigger on this thing and, and, and never looked back. Where we were when I was 65, um, it was, was comfortable. No question about it. It, was, it would have been comfortable, I think, if everything had gone well. Of course, but the stock market has its own mind. It will swing up and down, and values go away in a heartbeat. Um, Dell has talked about that on the radio before. Uh, and what, what, what I was looking at was today, was, let's say six, seven years later, uh, our income is twice what it was then, and our net worth is three times what it was then, in just in seven years. So what I had done in 35-plus years, I was able to do more than that in the, in the next seven years with lifestyles. I think that's, that's an amazing turnaround story, Frank. Now, Madeline, I... I have to ask the, the, the big question that I know is sitting on everybody's mind. Are, are you ready for it? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so you spent 35 years total in medical sales. When, when you made the decision to step away, did you shed a tear? Absolutely. I, I never forget the day I decided I, I was flying out that afternoon to go to a meeting in Florida, one of our national sales meetings for advanced sales training, and I thought, I cannot go to one more meeting. I can't do it. And so I called my boss that morning and said, I'm not going to the meeting. I'm retiring. And for whatever reason, I just burst into tears. And she said to me, why in God's name are you crying? Mm -hmm. Every single one of us would trade places with you right now. We all wish we could retire. And so that kind of put things into perspective. Wow. You know, that's that's pretty powerful to, to be told by the people you work with to not be sad that you, you're actually receiving the greatest gift that any of them could receive. That That's amazing. I, I totally understand why the emotions flooded in on you and, and why you started shedding a tear. But we know you weren't shedding a tear for your career. OK, when we come back from the break, I'm actually going to ask them about these returns. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What would you say to women out there, Kelly, if they're thinking about doing this, if they're sitting out there right now going, I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work. I know I can't go up any further. There's, there's no room there. What would you say to them about becoming their own boss? Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy, you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't 
look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here. There's no real gender there. Are you ready to be part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and I am proudly here with Frank and Madeline. They are Lifestyles Unlimited members. They've been members since 2015. And by joining Lifestyles Unlimited, they completely changed the trajectory of their retirement plan. As a matter of fact, Frank was telling me that at the age of 65, that's when they joined. And by joining and doing things contrarian to what everyone else was doing, they were able to achieve retirement in three years. Madeline was telling the story where she actually got a little misty eyed because she had to tell her boss, that's that's it. I'm, I'm going to step away. And the reason she stepped away from the job was because she didn't need to have the job anymore. The reason she was misty eyed was she was part of that, that 10% of you out there that actually had a great job working with great people. She had a great working experience. Okay. Maybe more than 10% of you, but you get my point, right? So she was torn, but at the end of the day, it made perfect sense for her to step away and stop working and to start regaining control over her life again. Now, I've been teasing you this entire show to tell you that they've been very successful with real estate investing. As a matter of fact, one of the first things that they did when they became members was they bought a 123-unit apartment community in the greater Houston area. Now, they bought it as what we call independent rental owners. In other words, they owned it all by themselves. They didn't allow other Lifestyles Unlimited members like me to invest in it because that's not how they structured the transaction. And here's the takeaway. In 30 months, they were able to achieve a 143% return. You know, if, if you annualize that over a 30-month period, that, that works out to be like 57% per year. But your financial planner told you guys that seven to eight percent was was good to go. Yet you didn't you didn't settle for seven to eight percent, did you? No, no, we did not. No, we did not. And the beauty of it was we had a third party management company working it, and so I was able to work full time, and so was Frank. And we actually owned our property, and we just all we did was manage the management company. In essence, we were the asset managers and kind of gave the guiding principles of the direction to take it and what to do, and they implemented it. And we enjoyed every minute of it, right, Frank? Yeah, it was really exciting. It was a good time. And, and you know, Madeline really stepped up on that and, and did a good job, you know, we, you know, keeping them between the lines of our, uh, you know, manage it to a budget-type situation, that, which uh, uh, Madeline did a great job doing. I have to give her a lot of credit for that. And also, uh, uh, she also submitted the uh, application for uh, an award, which we won. Madeline, want to tell them about that? Sure. We won the National Apartment Association Property of the Year for a property over 20 years old. And I'm very, we were very excited about that. 
That's that's pretty amazing because you said National Apartment Association. That means you're competing with everybody across the entire United States. That's not just a, a Houston Apartment Association competition, not a state of Texas competition. That's number one in the country. That's that's a pretty remarkable result. How did you pull that off? How, how did you get there? Well, what we did was we uh, improved the profit profitability of the apartment complex. We improved the lives of the residents who live there, and we implemented some conservation techniques that imp- improved and, and kind of what they call the green way. So we improved uh, the some units of the property, and then we applied for it, and the review board looked. I, I've, at last, I noted, I think there were 40,000 apartment complexes around the country, and we were selected as property of the year. Wow. Yeah, One out of 40,000. got involved in some of the community things that were going on. So they were mm-hmm. looking at us, with the, what we were giving back to community as well as the residents, as well as how we were running the property. Um, it was a pretty, it was pretty extensive uh, uh, selection process that goes by. So we were very excited to be selected. And the win was amazing. Money. We're going to talk about where all the money came from for them to do all of this investing. Now, they're going to tell you some things that might make the hair on the back of your neck stand straight up. And I know Frank has already let the cat out of the bag because earlier in the show, he mentioned that he was cashing in things like annuities. So if you own an annuity, you're thinking that's crazy, man, because the game plan on the annuity is bada boom, bada bing. So you got to keep doing what the annuity says you need to do. Frank, what do you say about the annuity? Should you keep it or should you sell it? You know, on my annuities, they, it was, you had you had to sell them. They weren't making us any money. And when I when I finally you know tur- turned the clock on that annuity, it was going to return to me I think five or six percent. But it's all taxed. That that was the other question. And if I if I was to die and leave that annuity to kids, um, which I was planning on, it was they were going to have to pay the tax on it. So uh, it just didn't make any sense. And then at the two day, we talked a little bit about you know what how much money you have. And, it, and what that money is returning to you. So with that return on your investment, and really the number was minuscule compared to all the money we had stashed away in like 401ks, IRAs, annuities, and the money that was coming out of those was nothing. We weren't getting anything out of them for that whole time frame. Unlike real estate, which we could talk about now, if you make that investment, you're getting money back on a quarterly basis. And when it refis, you get it maybe you know every two or three years, which is a big number. But uh, the real estate outperforms annuities tenfold. Our our um, investments double every 4.3 years. The stock market never returned that kind of performance. Wait a minute, 4.3 years, your your investments double every 4.3 years? Did I hear that correctly? Correct. That is the average correct. There are some our, that have taken five, and there are some that have doubled in two. What do those annuities do? How long did it take those things to double, Frank? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't think they ever doubled, uh, ever. And, you know, no. for years. I don't think wow. they ever doubled. But, you know, they, they gave you that guarantee, that carrot out in front of you, is that, hey, no matter what happens with the annuities, you know, it goes, the stock market goes up, it goes down, we're going to make sure you get 6%. Um, and, and then there's really no money left over because of all the fees coming out of it. You may get your 6%, but there's nothing left over when you die. Because the, the fees are coming out on a regular basis. If the stock market goes up or down, they're taking their fees out, uh, and they're guaranteeing you this, you know, five or six percent. But uh, there's nothing left over for the kids for for legacy. So if you passed away and your kids took them over, they'd have to pay the taxes on on all of that, wouldn't they? 
That's correct. That's absolutely correct. That was really, really uh, a surprise to me. And I thought I knew a lot about him when I first bought him. Bought him. But obviously, you know, things come up uh, from outside outside uh, information information about annuities, and you start to learn more and more about them. And they're really it's just not a good investment. Nothing but real estate is different. If if you passed away today, your children would would inherit those properties, but they wouldn't have to pay all those capital gains, would they? That's correct. They inherited it at the at the market value it is at the day they inherited it. So if you bought something a million bucks or had a million dollars invested and it was now worth two million when they get it it's the market value is two million there's no no tax that they sell it that day now if it goes up in value you know when they find the final setup they may have to pay that difference but they're paying the difference between two million and that new number not from the one million that i bought it at so they're not inheriting my tax burden. Holy smokes. You know, I had no idea about those annuities. I'm, I'm glad I sold mine when I did sell mine because I did the same thing you did. I, I cashed mine in and I bought real estate with it. So I'm not too worried about it. But man, that that would be a significant hit to the transition plan if I were to still be in, in all those non-real estate assets. Yeah, right. You know, and I kind of looked at the house the same way. And that today we have all this money in the house like if you put into an annuity. You put a bunch of money into the house. The money, the house had, is basically going up in value, and it has. Um, but that 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 value in that house isn't making you any money until you sell the house. I just took money out of the house using HELOC, a home equity line of credit, uh, and Madeline and I decided to do to do that. And then we bought the uh, the apartment complex along with the annuities that we had. So Madeline, you were on board with with Frank doing all this stuff. I mean, tapping into all these these glorified retirement plans, tapping into the equity of your property. You, you were okay with all that? I was absolutely okay with taking all the money out. But when it came to my four hundred one k, it really was tough for me to cash that one out because you're trained your entire life to save your work life in your four hundred one k, and there's matching and everything. So that was I took a little pause when that happened. And I did not do it the right way that Dell said to do. I did it my way, which was investing through the 401k. And I designed Uh-oh. a solo 401k. And I now know that that was a mistake. But it's, a, it's you know, once you're invested in it, you have to wait until that deal sells to get it out. And so what's happening now as the deals sell, I am cashing out that solo 401k right now as each deal sells. So it was the right thing to do, and I did not do it the right way in my 401k because I was trained mentally <laughs> to, to keep money there, but it's coming out as fast as it can go right now. I think that's beautiful. I, and I don't mean the fact that you did it wrong, but I, I think it's very important to have somebody who would advise me who's actually made mistakes and has recovered from those mistakes because you're, you're uniquely positioned to advise me on if you do it the way I did it, this is what's going to happen. You should do it the way Dell advised you to do it. And I'm proof positive that that way works. I mean, is that is that fair? Absolutely. I have that conversation at least once or twice a week because it's very difficult for people to pull their money out of their retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks. And so I tell them my example and I tell them the reasons why and the reasons they should just bite the bullet and pull it out now and invest it and get going. And so, of course, Lifestyles has been around for a very long time and Lifestyles 
has seen and, and knows what you should do and the right way to do things. It's been proven over and over and over again. But some of us are a little, a little stubborn and we want to do it our way. But uh, I like to try to talk to passives about not making the same mistakes that others have made. Yeah, because there, there could be a significant return percentage left on the table if you invest through those those retirement plans, correct? I mean, the, the other Absolutely. risk is you, you can't touch the money. So we use that cash flow to retire ourselves, but you couldn't even touch the cash flow coming off of those assets, could you? Correct. And uh, many of those assets, one at, one investment in there has tripled in value. The others have more than doubled. So now instead of paying taxes on the original amount in my 401k, I'm paying it on double the amount. So the person that's benefiting or the group that's benefiting is the government and it's not me. So had I just pulled them out, invested it in, I could have taken all my depreciation loss in any of those gains and kind of reduced my taxes. Hey, let's 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 change the conversation. I want to talk about Miles. I want to talk about that deal he just bought. Come on, start bragging on Miles. Who is Miles, by the way? And start bragging on him. So Miles is our 23-year-old son who just graduated in December from real estate finance at the University of Houston. He graduated in December. He bought his first deal. He closed in April, and it's a 26-unit. And he's loving every minute of it. He has 25 investors in his deal that invested with him, and he's generating a really good return for them. He had planned on a 7% return, and he's able to give an 8.5% return to them right now after a very short time of ownership. Yeah, he oh, gave out his first distribution uh, this last, uh, the end of the second quarter, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Correct. And then we have our other son who is going to graduate in construction science, Cole. He's going to graduate in December, and he is going to look for his first deal next year. And then we have two daughters that are both involved in single-family and multifamily investments, both as passive and as uh, an IRO, and also buying single-family. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the, the feedback that you give me, because I'm actually going to have Miles on the show next month, and I'm really looking forward to getting inside the mind of somebody who, who went to college, who obtained the proper degree for real estate investing, and, and to ask him this question, how much did he really learn about investing from college versus how much did he learn about investing from Dell? Do you, do you think that would be a fair question to ask him? had these conversations with the uh, professors at school. They would bring up such situations, and, and Miles was able, able to talk on the subject matter and show them what could be done in real estate. It was pretty exciting to hear him come back and talk about those things. He amazed all his classmates because when the professor would ask a question, Miles was always the one that could answer the, that could give the answer. And some of his um, classmates would come up to him after, and how do, how do you know this? How do you know this? And it was all from lifestyles education. He accomplished much more through the education of lifestyles. I often tell him it's like having a master's degree in uh, real estate at a fraction of the cost. So he knew more. uh, He knew equal to his professor. Yep. It doesn't surprise me. Hey, look, we're at the end of the show, and I wish I had another hour, but I got to let you guys go. I want to thank you, Frank and Madeline, for being on with me today. And for those of you looking to get started, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. 
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.